Welcome to Endpoint Zone episode 1701. It's a new year, Brad. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you as well. Yeah. And happy New Year to you guys. Um, lots of things happened inside of Enterprise Mobility in 2016. Let's just spend Correct. a few minutes just reflecting on where we got to during yeah. that period. You know, it's, it's interesting. One of the things I like to do at this time of the year is I actually go back and take a look at like our predictions, whether that be you know usage, revenue. And it was amazing as I was looking at what we had actually spoke about on this show mm -hmm. back in January exactly. of 2016. Uh, so there's a couple of things I would, I would call out in terms of you know, significant milestones or significant kind of changes in the market. Uh, first of all, during 2016, EMS far and away become, became the leader in enterprise mobility and security. Yep. Period. You yeah, know? Absolutely. Just to put some numbers on that, in our last quarterly earnings, we talked about the fact that we now have 37,000 unique paying customers of EMS. Uh, the last time AirWatch gave their number out, they were at 16,000. Interesting, they stopped giving out their numbers once we passed them. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think the last numbers that Mobile Iron gave out were 12,500. So if you look at that measure, you know, we're three times the size of Mobile Iron, more than double the size of, of AirWatch. All three of, uh, of these organizations, us, Mobile Iron, AirWatch, will all announce our, our quarterly earnings over the next you know, seven to 10 days. And you'll see that leadership position of EMS just even get bigger and, and wider. Yeah, absolutely. There really is no doubt when we look at our daily telemetry. Um, Things are going yeah. really, really well. Yeah, it's one of those amazing things where you get a chance to look at you know, how many devices come on every single day, every single week. Uh, it's actually my favorite time of the day. That report comes out at 8.30 a.m. Mm -hmm. It's automated. Uh, and, and to me, that is like the, the best time of the day because I can just literally see how many new devices came into the service in the last 24 hours. It's, and it's, it just grows and grows and grows. Yeah, it's, okay. a, it's a fantastic ability to see that on a daily basis. Yeah, and that's the benefit of being a service. You know, yeah. Everything comes in and we can actually get a view of that. A second thing that I would call out would be just the position that Microsoft has in EMS in identity as a service, that leadership position grew. Okay? Um, you know, with, without a doubt, um, Azure Active Directory is the authoritative source of identity, corporate identity in the cloud. Mm -hmm. And again, just put some numbers with this. You know, there are about 85 million monthly active users of Office 365. And one of the pieces of data that we get a chance to see on this is we actually see if, you know, if they're using AAD to synchronize those accounts from AD up into AAD or if they're using you know, a non-Microsoft solution. Of the 85 million monthly active users of Office 365, less than 2 million are using anything other than AAD to synchronize their identities up. And I think that's testament to just how many amazing features are built into a product like Azure Active Directory. Yeah. Even things like being able to tell the health status of on-premises resources from the, from the cloud through Azure AD Connect Health. Yep. That's really helped to accelerate Azure AD. You know, so if you're an organization and you're using, say, for example, Okta for your identity management, you are in the minority. Yeah. I mean, you're in the small minority. It's just a little over 1% of, of the world's you know, users of Office 365 are using anything other than AAD. My advice to you, just come and use what comes from Microsoft. It's more integrated. It's more simple. You're going to be better off. Yeah, and you're always going to be able to take advantage of the latest things that we build into that service by using those first-party products. That's exactly right. Third thing I would call out is the acceleration in the deployments of Windows 10. Mm -hmm. And that's one of those really remarkable things. You know, We are really beginning to see the, 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 the growth um, accelerate. Again, one of the data points that I get uh, every day, every week, is I get a chance to see how many Windows 10 devices have come into Config Manager. And then we also compare that with the number of Windows 10 devices that are reporting back through the Windows telemetry. And again, it's one of those fascinating data points here. Of the millions and millions, tens of millions of enterprise um, Windows 10 deployments that are, that are reporting back telemetry, more than 99% of those are being managed and deployed by Config Manager. Yeah, it really is not just the market leader um, in this, but it's probably the best tool out there, otherwise it wouldn't have that capability of being a market leader in that, well, that space. You know, more than 99%, like just to put this into, into perspective, 
of these tens of millions of devices, there are less, well, roughly 40,000 that are being managed by an EMM, EMM, EMM solution. Half of those are Intune. Yep. That means all the other EMM solutions in the market combined are managing about 20,000 Windows 10 devices. You know, a lot of the other EMM vendors will talk about the fact that, you know, hey, unified Windows 10 management talk, not deployments. Yep. Okay? And I think the reality of this is let's, let's talk about what the definition or need of unified management is. You know, it's more than just Windows 10 modern management with, with, with mobile devices. Every organization I talk to has Windows 7, has Windows 8, has Windows 10 that they're going to manage in the traditional way, and Windows 10 devices that they're going to manage in a modern way. Unified management means all of that. Yeah, I mean, there are no greenfield Windows yeah. companies out there. Yeah. Everybody is in the midst so of... If they are, they've got like five users, and they, got, yeah. and they were started in the last six months, right? Absolutely. Uh, yeah, and so, you know, unified management has to be broad, has to be comprehensive, and Microsoft and our solution with Config Manager and that integrated solution with, with Intune, unique on the market, and you see it in the numbers. Yeah. I mean, numbers don't lie. There's spin, there's marketing, and then there's data. And the data does not lie. Config Manager is the tool that everybody in the world is using to deploy Windows 10. Yeah, without a, without a shadow of a doubt. Okay, so let's talk about some of the things that have, uh, have happened already inside of uh, this new year. Yeah. Um, probably the biggest thing is something that we've been waiting for for a very long time. Uh, it's the, uh, the Intune on Azure appearing. Yeah, and it's even more than Intune. It's, it's EMS and the integrated mm -hmm. EMS console. I've been waiting for this day for so long. Um, man, I, I, I love my team. I love the work that we do, but I have just not been a fan of the Silverlight console. Yeah, okay? and, 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 and I think I've had fun with that over the years. Mm -hmm. And so we put in a preview right now the EMS integrated experience administrative console built in the Azure portal or the Azure console experience and it's beautiful. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. Uh, and, and I could not be more thrilled with uh, the fact that it's, today it's in public preview. You know, we'll be um, you know, uh, uh, moving existing customers, enabling them to start using this over the next few weeks. And this will be generally available here you know, within a couple of months. I mean, this is going to be a very, very short preview. But it's beautiful, it's incredible, and it delivers on all the things that I, that I hope that it would deliver on. One of the things that I've actually found that I'm finding really useful with the new console is the fact that wherever I am on any device, mm -hmm. I can actually administer uh, my tenant. I can go and do all, create all of my policies all directly from my phone or from my iPad or from my Windows device. It completely just adjusts to the device that I'm working on. Well, it's built in the Azure console. It's a, it, you know, it runs in any browser. It's just, it's just a, a, a great web application. And in terms of how it's architected, in fact, maybe just take a look at how this is all architected here. Um, so let's take a look on the middle screen here and, and, and we'll take a look at how, how this is architected. One of the, one of the innovations here is you know, this Azure portal itself and the things that, that we've done in, in terms of this integrated experience. So like, you know, the Intune console, the Azure Information Protection console, the AED console, which is all inside Azure console, it's just it's one console, now makes calls down to what we call the Microsoft Graph. Okay, so think of the Microsoft Graph as effectively the Microsoft API. This is the, the control plane for all of our management interfaces. And so we make calls down to this API, this Microsoft Graph API, and then it directs the calls to the appropriate service, whether it's you know, Intune or Azure Active Directory Exchange or SharePoint Online. This, this concept of the Microsoft Graph, I think, is incredibly innovative because it provides one place, one experience with a command line to access all the administrative tasks that the Microsoft services um, are, are using. Yeah, and a few folks get occasionally uh, confused when I have the conversations with them around what's the Microsoft Graph API and yep. what's the Microsoft Security Graph? What yep. is the difference between those two things? Great question. Yeah, so you're going to hear us talking a great deal about these two graphs. Mm -hmm. The Microsoft Graph, think of that again as the API 
for the administrative tasks of Microsoft. Mm -hmm. Okay, so think about that as the control plane. Yeah. The intelligence security graph, think about that as the data plane. And so in the intelligence security graph is where we're bringing all the telemetry, all the data from all the services that we operate around the globe, whether that's Outlook.com, Azure, uh, Xbox Live, Office 365, EMS, all that telemetry, all that data comes into one place and then using machine learning and all of our analytics, we put that to work for our customers every single day. Okay, yep. telemetry, data plane, and then the, uh, the Microsoft graph is the management API, the management plane. Now, a lot of folks out there are probably thinking uh, something like an API. I'm not entirely sure how I'm going to be able to implement that and how I'm going to be able to use that for my own admin. The really cool thing with this is that you can wrap it all up in PowerShell. So you'll be able yep. to do your administration from a command line interface if that's what you want to be able to do. Yeah, the cool part about this Microsoft Graph is, is effectively it exposes a command line for every single task, every single object in the, in the services below it. So now, for example, every user, every device, every policy, every application, um, has a URL, yeah, and you can make a command line to that. And you just using HTTP calls, you know, so get, put, patch, you know, you can now make calls from the command line. You know, one of the questions we've had both from customers and from our partners is, man, we want a command line interface, we want an API set to intune into HTTP. Bam, here it is, yeah, and it's just simple. And in fact, what I'm going to show you here in a few minutes, I'm going to give you some examples of the console. The console just makes calls, the same HTTP calls that we've exposed through that, through that graph. There's nothing that we do in our own administrative console that's not, now not exposed through graph for either command line use or for organizations to build their own consoles mm -hmm. or to integrate these capabilities with, their, with any administrative console that they have. You can do that all through the command line. Yeah, so you can remix the console for what you need to achieve. Yeah, yeah. So maybe we just kind of dig in and, yeah, let's take a and look, look at it a little bit, yeah. okay? All right, so let me go ahead and give you a couple of examples here. So the first thing we're going to do here is, is let, let's go ahead and take a look at the Azure dashboard here. So this is just my landing page on my, uh, this, is my uh, this is my test um, my test tenant. And the first thing to point out here is, you know, look, I've got, here's Intune, here's Azure Active Directory, here's Azure Information Protection, and then I've called out some of the specific capabilities here, you know, some of the subsets of, of AAD inside of this console, but it's, it's all one console, it's all in one place. Yeah, and one of the things that I love about this as well is, it's not just EMS, it's the whole of Azure. So, I actually have the ability, if I'm a, an IT admin and I'm, I've got multiple hats on, I might mm -hmm. be administering devices one day, I might be administering servers the next day. Do it all from one it's single one place. Console. Exactly. So let's kind of jump in here and show some of the things that we've done now in Intune. You know, so first of all, it, it, again, this is all based upon just, you know, web standards. <coughs> Let me just kind of walk you through a couple of scenarios. So let's go and look at the device configuration capability. Um, and let's go take a look at the, these concept of profiles. And so I can go out and I can build, a pro, you know, any profile. Let's go take a look at this profile that I've built here for iOS. This allows me to go and I can take a look at the properties and, you know, all of the properties you would expect to see in here, you know, are just here. And, we, and we've grouped these. You know, so that it's easy to understand, you know, because there are, there are hundreds and hundreds of these settings that you can mm -hmm. set. Yep. So, for example, if you want to go take a look at all of the settings that, that are available in kiosk mode, you know, they're all grouped together. You can come in here, you can take a look at how they're set. Um, super, super simple. Yeah. Just super easy, okay? Uh, and again, every one of these uh, policies can now be accessed via command line, via HTTP calls. Yep. So, let's come back here and let's go take a look at, you know, let's go create a new profile here. And let's just go take a look at the experience and some of the details here. So let's just call this endpoint zone. And you know, let's just start first of all with iOS. So I'm going to come in here and I can, and as I go to create these profiles, I can define the type that I want to create. Mm -hmm. You know, device restrictions, email, 
you know, SCEP, VPN, Wi-Fi, I can go and create profiles for each one of those. Yep, the kind of things that anybody would want to be able to do on a, on a mobile device. Yeah, and, and the concept here, and kind of the thinking behind this is, you know, for each of these different groupings, you may want to associate that with different groups of users. Mm -hmm. So you may have, for example, a set of Wi-Fi that you want to associate with all of your employees, but then you may want to have different email settings that you want to have different with different groups. Yeah, absolutely. You might have a different set of Wi-Fi profiles for the people in your company that work out of the Australia office from the ones that work out of your America. Yeah, and in fact, one of the calls I was on yesterday with a customer, they were talking about the fact to have customized EULAs, mm -hmm. you know, not only for the language, but the, um, the, the, the employee rules in countries. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, I can go take a look again. I'm going to look at Android, and it's going to be very similar. Um, likewise, if I go take a look here at, say, Windows 10, um, you know, again, you have the ability to set all of the, 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 the hundreds and hundreds of settings that are exposed by operating system, and it's a very simple grouping and super, super, super easy metaphor. Okay. You know, I actually love this concept of you know, blades. Each one of these little dialogues that pops up is, is, a, is a separate blade. And in fact, it, you know, from an engineering perspective, those who are interested, each blade is actually its own microservice. Mm -hmm. So what that means is we can actually go update any one of these blades completely independent of everything else in the service. And it just gives us this un, you know, just the agility and the ability to, to, to update things with a very, very small blast radius. Yeah. Okay, so let's go take a look at, at maybe some apps. Now, there's, there's been some, I think, some great innovation is this as well. So if I come and take a look at the apps here, you know, first of all, you can see here, I, I've not, I don't have any applications that I've, that I've you know, brought in, imported, and, and, and made available. So first of all, let's go walk through the experience of doing this in the console. So I'm going to come in here, and let's go in, and let's say, let's go add in uh, an iOS uh, app from the, from the Apple App Store. Okay? So the first thing I'm going to go do here is I'm going to go search. And let's go search for, uh, let's go get Word. Okay, so Microsoft Word. Okay, so it finds that, and now I'm going to go ahead and bring that in. Now, one of the cool things that we've done here is, is as we're bringing that data in, we, we actually go get all of the metadata that's associated with the application and automatically bring that in. So you can see here, for example, you know, we bring in the icon, we bring in all the details of the application, you know, and if there are things that the application exposes for you to be able to manage, that, that all gets brought in and it's just, it's just dynamic. That's nice. That's a, that's a big improvement on where we used to be having to type in URLs. Oh, exactly. You know, and, and uh, again, just, this console is just, just amazing. I love it. Okay, so let me go click on OK here. And then we're going to save that. And we'll come back, you know, and you'll see Word appear here now. Okay, that's great. Mm -hmm. What if I wanted to do all of them? All of the Microsoft apps. All right, let's yeah. go do that. Okay, so let's go show now the command line interface, and we're going to do this via PowerShell. So the first thing I'm going to show you here is the script that, that, you know, that, that, uh, that we created. So you know, this is just literally just you know, a, a few lines of PowerShell. Um, get in here so I can show it to you. It's just a few lines of PowerShell with, the, with the, you know, more than half of this is an if-then loop. You can see here we're actually going to go, right there's the, uh, the call mm -hmm. to graph. We want to go do a search for anything with Microsoft Corporation in it, and then we're going to go look specifically for Outlook, Excel, OneDrive, and Outlook Groups. Yeah. And then we're going to import those. And that's probably a really good idea, because what a lot of folks don't realize is Microsoft actually has over 250 apps published in the App Store. Yeah, and in fact, if you take a look here, we actually said, hey, we want to limit this to 50. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. So now let me go over to, um, you know, into a PowerShell, into a command line. And what I'm going to do here is I'm going to now going to go and just run this, uh, this, this PowerShell script. And I've set it to verbose mode, but it's going to go run that script we just looked at, and it's going to go to the it's going to go to the Apple iOS store. Mm -hmm. It's going to go, you know, it's going to do its authentication. It's going to automatically go go find these particular apps. It's then going to go add those four apps into uh, into Intune, and look, it's done. Okay. 
Um, if we kind of scroll up on this right here, let's just kind of look through. You know, here you can see it found um, Outlook Groups. It's added Outlook mm -hmm. Groups. You know, if I come up in here, and again, we had this set to verbose mode and on a big font for, you know, old people like me. Um, you can take a look here is, let's see, that's uh, OneDrive. OneDrive. Okay, that's OneDrive. Come back up here, the next application. Uh, right there, you've got Excel, you know, et cetera, et cetera, right? You got it. Yeah. So now let's go back into that administrative experience, okay? So let's go back into the experience, and I'm just going to refresh. And, you know, what you'll see here now is those four apps have been added. It's awesome. Yeah. Command line. You know, so many IT professionals tell us they want to do everything from the command line. You know, if you really look at the people who administer Office 365, the bulk of them do it from the command line. Uh, you know, I was kind of reflecting on this. It's, it's, it's interesting how often I go to DOS, mm -hmm. yeah. you know, to get things done. Um, and so it, it really is a fantastic experience. The console is awesome. The console is vibrant. It's modern. It's all based upon Azure. And so you get this consistent console across all of the Azure experiences an integrated EMS experience. Now, one thing to point out on this real quickly, this is far more than just an integrated console. Mm. One of the things that we've been doing over the last year is we've been taking the Intune architecture and infrastructure and the AAD and the Azure Active Directory and aligning them to the same. Yeah, what folks may not realize is actually that now device grouping happens directly inside of Azure AD groups. Mm -hmm. That's one of those, one part of that change that's been running through the system. Yeah, you know, because in the past we had separate groups in Intune from AAD. There were separate devices, separate users, and we had to synchronize those. Yep. Not anymore. Yep. A user's a user, a group's a group, device is a device, and it's just one and, and the same. So massively simplified the architecture, massively simplified and reduced complexity. And then that gives us the ability to then do things because it's all integrated that we hadn't been able to do in the past. And we're going to kind of go over that in the next, in the next end, end point zone. We're going to give some of those examples. Yeah, and that really helps you to cut down on some of the administrative overhead that you might be facing. You don't have to manage groups in multiple places. You don't have to manage users in multiple places. You could create a script that would just provision a user, provide them with the licenses that they need in order to access, say, their Exchange inbox, um, maybe their SharePoint site. You could then automatically add the Word and uh, Outlook applications for them, maybe even configure mobile application management for those users as well, but all through one single integrated onboarding script for new users. And this was one of the final pieces that we had to do to really make you know, EMS this, this integrated solution. Mm -hmm. um, you know, if you really think about the work that we've done over the past several years on this, you know, the, the scenarios that we built with conditional access have Intune, Azure Active Directory, and all the Office services, as well as the Office applications, all working together in real time to either allow or block access. I mean, the, the work that we've done around conditional access, I think, is incredibly sophisticated and incredibly valuable. And, you know, that is an example of, of an integrated suite, an integrated solution across the EMS components as well as with Office 365. Mm -hmm. Now, by bringing the underlying architectures together with one administrative experience, we've just kind of finished that work. So EMS really is, you know, an integrated solution. Yeah. It actually is one of the reasons why we dropped the name suite. You know, because it now is an integrated service. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, it really does. So I'm thinking that with all of the power that we've got from the Microsoft Graph, um, we mentioned earlier that maybe people could remix this into yeah. their own kind of a, a new console that would be there for maybe a specific use. Have we done anything about building a specific use type console? <laughs> yeah, I'm actually going to show you something you've never seen before. Okay. Okay. Um, so yesterday, mm -hmm. we actually made an announcement of what we call Intune for Microsoft. Okay. Oh, sorry. Intune for Education. Okay, of course it's from mm -hmm. Microsoft. Yeah. Uh, Intune for Education. Um, so what we announced yesterday was a new customized 
optimize administrative experience for managing Windows devices that's specific for education organizations. Oh wow, so we're going to make it easy to deploy Windows in schools with Intune. Correct. Yeah. You know, so if an organization wants to be able to manage, you know, Windows and iOS and Android devices, they can do all that through, you know, the, the, the Intune experience I just showed you. But what we build is for those organizations that are, you know, fully on Windows, we removed any of the clutter, mm -hmm. we inserted all the languages, students and its teachers and its schools, and then we, we optimize it for the actual use case of what uh, education organizations do. And you know, it's the same underlying service, it's all making calls to graph, we just have a different skin mm -hmm. on top of graph that is specific for education. Ah, okay. So when we say we've, we've created, we've, we've kind of changed that model so that it fits more for education, how have we actually done that? What is the difference between, say, the, the model that people use for education and the model that they use for large business? Yeah. Yeah, like for example, with a, with a large business organization, think about I've got users, I've got groups, I've got applications, I've got devices, I've got policies. And you know, they build all these pieces up and then they kind of mix and match them or they, they do the associations to drive what they need to. Mm -hmm. you know, as we did our research with, with education organizations, they always start with a group. Hmm. It's a device group or it's a user group. It's, it's all students, it's all teachers, it's the math class, it's, you know, it's principals. But you start with a group and then you basically say, here are the things I want that group to be able to do. Here are the apps I want to do, or here are the settings I want to do with them. Okay? And so you, this is what you're looking at here. This is the administrative console for Intune for Education. Okay? Um, super, super simple. Uh, and you see right in here, you see concepts of like, you know, it talks about teachers, it talks about students. So it's in the mm -hmm. lexicon or the language of the use case. Yep. Okay? I can come in here and I can take a look at this manage users and groups. And you'll take a look here as, as this builds. You know, over on the left-hand side, you have these metaphors of groupings that are, again, specific to education organizations. And so you can see here, I've got, you know, all users, all teachers. I've got schools. I could have districts. You know, as I look inside of the schools, I could have carts. You know, I could have, um, you know, the computer science lab. I could have the computer science fourth grade mm -hmm. period. You know, but all of this information... Um, is, is built in a way and then presented in a way that is specific to, to education. The other interesting thing here is, you know, you've got, you've got education organizations that look and behave like an enterprise. Mm -hmm. You think of some of these large school districts. Yeah, large school you know, district, large university. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Their, their IT staff is every bit as skilled and, and as capable okay. as, as, you know, a large IT organization. But 60% of, in the United States, 60% of the schools are actually small schools, whether that be that they're rural, a charter school, whatever the case may be is. And the, the administrator may be the computer science teacher. Mm -hmm. it, may be a, it may be a teacher who does this as a side job. It may be this, you know, Bob the bus driver. Yeah. And so we wanted to simplify this experience to where, you know, it, it, it required less understanding, less experience to be able to do it. So I can come in here again, for example, I can come in here and say, hey, I want to go and I want to associate something to everybody in this high school. And right here I can go in and see what apps are associated with that. I can go and add apps. I can go and say, here are the settings for that particular high school. You know, and we've gone through and made sure that the settings that are relevant to the high school are presented here. This is also built in a way that can be used for individual um, uh, uh, devices or shared devices. And increasingly, we, we, we see shared devices being used. The other thing that we've done here is we also built a wizard that is, again, specific to EDU. So I can come in here and click on this Launch Express Setup. And this, and this takes me into an experience. And think about this experience as like someone's going to do like at the beginning of a school year. Mm -hmm. They're not going to go into this all the time, but I can come in here and say, all right, here are the four steps that we're going to walk you through as you set this up. And so if I go into this, 
you know, first of all, you have to get all your students. Mm -hmm. And so we've, exactly. And so we've integrated with this solution that actually will bring all of your students, all your teachers, all your administrators, and it automatically brings all of that into Azure Active Directory. And therefore, you know, because Azure Active Directory and Intune are the same, yep. just into Intune. Absolutely. And then you, you just watch it through a wizard. And so you can come in here, you can choose your groups, what apps do you want with them, what settings do you want with them, click, 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 couple of minutes, yeah. and, and you're set up. Wow, that's going to be incredibly useful when schools start going back for um, their summer periods in the next, next school year. Yeah, and EDU is one of the places, certainly from a Microsoft perspective, I've seen more focus in the last year than I've seen in the 15 years prior to that on education. I think we're making great strides here. But just to put this into, into, again into perspective for everyone who's watching this, um, if you want to build your own custom console, go do it. Yeah. You know, if you want to build a console that is specific for a specific use, go do it. If you want to take these administrative capabilities in Intune and AADP and AIP, and you want to integrate that into an existing experience, go do it. It's all there. It's amazing that we can actually have that level of capability. I can't think of any other point in time where we've just been able to provide another UX over the top of what already exists yeah. for a product. You know, I, I, I've seen this a lot with Config Manager. Um, but the way that we've architected this, where it's built on top of graph, and it's all a set of HTTP calls, it, it couldn't be more simple. And, and it's, it's consistent across Microsoft. Again, think about Microsoft Graph as the Microsoft API. Yeah. yeah. The only place I've ever seen anything even remotely like this is required on-premises deployments of fairly heavyweight yeah. servers to, to get it done. Yeah. Kind of amazing. That we can just you know, it. so if, if people want to go get more information about this, literally just go to HTTP whackgraph.microsoft.com. Mm -hmm. All the information about Graph is there. Um, you know, you can do a search for Intune and Microsoft Graph. It'll take you down. You, you can see all the commands. You can see all of the um, all the capabilities and start experimenting with it. Which you know then gives me to see me uh, kind of give everyone a kind of a view of, of when they'll see this in their tenants. Okay, I was just about to go. There. Yeah, yeah. And so uh, so literally we've been migrating uh, and there's an automated process where over the next you know several weeks. The tens and tens of thousands of organizations that are that are you know current users of uh, of Intune will be migrated. Um, you'll get notified in your Silverlight console when the new administrator console when you, when you when you've been enabled for it. Yeah. Okay. And so you know if you're if you're wondering if you can actually use this with your existing tenant, uh, you'll get that notification in Silverlight. For some of you who don't want to wait, mm -hmm. okay, you want to go start experimenting with this right now. Just go up and create a new trial. Yep. Okay. And so literally, I'll kind of show you where this is at if you take a look at the dashboard here. Just come to Microsoft.com WAC EMS, and right there on that EMS page, you'll see Try Now. It'll take you and you can go set up a free 30-day trial. Um, and every new tenant that's being provisioned now is automatically being provisioned to use both the Silverlight console and the new Azure console. Yeah. And then all you have to do literally is just go to portal.azure.com and you can administer all of EMS from one single location. Boom. That has taken us to a pretty amazing place to end the show. Yeah, it's cool. It's, it, it, it really is cool. And I'll tell you, um, we've been showing this integrated console from an NDA perspective to customers since, mm -hmm. um, since September. Yeah. Um, and the feedback is consistently stunning. People love it. Yeah. yeah. One of the interesting experiments I asked the team to do a couple of weeks ago was um, you know, go back to some of the customers that we've been in contact with who, who just hadn't quite made that leap and start, and start their deployments. Going back and show them the new integrated experience and all the new capabilities in here. You know, one of the things we didn't even cover in this is the delegation of authority. Yeah. You can actually go in and create your own custom roles and you know, you can get a specific saying, hey, I'm gonna let Simon do application management in the country of Germany. Mm -hmm. And so a complete role-based responsibility and role-based administration um, is in this. Uh, it's been unbelievable to just kind of, you know, I love to just kind of sit back and listen 
as you know, the team is walking customers through this. Uh, I, 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 can, I can honestly share, I have never seen the level of excitement and the level of uh, action mm -hmm. that it causes organizations to say, I want to get to that, I want to get to that as quickly as I can. So I, I think people are going to love it. We can't wait to hear their feedback. Yeah, and uh, do let us have your feedback. You know exactly where to send it. You can send it to either of us on Twitter. And uh, obviously, you can comment on the show wherever you see the show. Okay, that brings us to the end of this episode of the Endpoint Zone. We will be back next month with uh, even more new stuff to show you. Intune is one of those amazing products that ships, that ships every single month, as does the rest of EMS, so there's always a huge amount of uh, new activity to be able to share with you. We will see you next time on the Endpoint Zone.